Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems with... Oh, look, I'm not going to go as far to say it's a special edition of Smart, because it's not really special, but it's definitely different. Why is that? Well, we've got that late night energy. Oh, Smart After Dark. Smart After Smark. Smart uh, smart After Smark? We'll have to workshop the title a little little bit. In like a time after time kind of way. (laughs) Smart After After Smark. Um, we're recording this at uh, at well well past our bedtime. Well yeah, past ten our p.m. The witching hour. That's it. The, it's seven past ten. The witching hour. It's it's the hour that all the older witches go out. Yes. All the young witches, you know, the ones who are sort of dancing around naked in the forests, right? They're out at. Wait, what is the witching hour? It's midnight, right? I believe, so, or maybe one, th- eleven or one. Maybe? Oh, who knows? Kids these three? days. Isn't it, I've heard it's three for some yeah. witches. I would have got. By the way, I would have gone for it's seven minutes past ten. Do you know where your magic cards are? That was <laughs> my angle. <laughs> Very good. But uh, for all the because where witches, they are is they're clogging up your drawers, your shoe boxes, your binders. Get them in to channelfarm.com. Oh, we're done with the witch bit already. We're done yeah, with yeah. smart up light. We're, we're straight we're, into we're the out, out of witch chat. The Segway was too strong. It overpowered me running and pulled me off the cliff like the original owner of Segway. Well, I, I loved one of the advice questions we got in the uh, in the Discord. If you haven't joined the Discord, by the way, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord. In the um in the Smart uh, submissions channel, we had Quandrew ask, "What should I get my dad for his birthday?" Um, which I thought was a pretty interesting question to ask an MTG advice podcast. But Agreed. sure, we're here to answer it. We don't even need to though, because the very first answer came from Accident Prune, who says, "CFB Pro membership." <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I was expecting the answer right themselves. DVD, the answer right themselves. I was expecting DVD box set of Forged and Fire, but that's fine. That also works, though. Yeah, if he's already got the CFP Prime membership, um, then Forged and Fire is uh, Canister Damascus oh, for Dummies, maybe. I never resolved this question. This is a throwback. Sorry, if you go back and listen to the old episode called Canister Damascus, I said I would ask Megan, my girlfriend's um, dad, who is a uh, an amateur blacksmith himself, he's got a, got a little forge out the back. If you'd ever done a Canister Damascus, he scoffed. He scoffed what? when I asked. He scoffed. As in, yeah. of course he has? Or? No, he said he hasn't. Because I don't. I think he knows not to try. Yeah, it's a fool, fool's it's, game. It's a fool's game. And he showed me this knife that he'd made that looked like he'd done it. And he had like made it look like it was a canister Damascus with some other arcane technique that I didn't. His blacksmithing skill is a lot higher than mine. I haven't been grinding blacksmith recently. Um, but he, <laughs> he made it look like he'd done that. Anyway... Uh, we're not here to talk about Blacksmith Pro memberships. If you want that, you'll have to go to a different website. But CP Pro membership, the perfect, the perfect gift for any any parent out there, I would say. Or anyone just whose email address you have. Anyone honestly. whose email address you have. Just sign up, spend your money. Yeah. They'll get the account. Maybe they won't even see the email. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. No reply at channelfireball.com. A very popular choice for yeah, CFP Pro subscriptions. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Um, uh, but it, Dennis, is, are there any other specific instructions we should be giving to people as they as they check out, perhaps their as, as they're buying their their sweet papa and their sweet mama a twelve month subscription to CFP Pro? Yes, they should be using code SMART to let them know the podcast sent sent you. Do that on all buy lists. You box we buys. Channelfireball.com purchases. CFP Pro purchases. Use it at other checkouts. Mm. You know, Amazon.com, MeUndies, whatever you Try want. It. Slam it it's, in there. The worst that could happen is they say no, and they're probably not going to. I mean, I think they will probably say code they're invalid, probably. but that's... So, at risk of pillaging another segment off of Hamish and Andy... Wonderful. Do you know what they've done? They've they've released the Hamish and Andy loyalty card, which they said works at every store worldwide, right? It's the, it's the card the stores love. And basically... They've, they've played messages from people who have sent in being like, hey, I tried this loyalty card at X store. Whatever, yeah. And clearly the person behind the counter did not want to argue, so I got the discount. <laughs> Works at every store. So just try it. Like, honestly, just say, oh, I've got the coupon code SMART. You know, the next time you're at the supermarket, you know, <laughs> or whatever, down, down the bottle, I use like coupon code SMART. They're like, sure, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like 10% off or whatever. And they'll, whatever, they'll, they'll probably go for it. Yeah. They'll probably go for it. I love it. Just try it. Chance of your arm, mate. What are they going to say? No, it's fine. Don't worry. You're already, That's you're already you making a purchase. Yeah, exactly. Nothing nothing risked, nothing gained. That's not true. No, nothing ventured, everything gained. Well, also nothing nothing ventured, sometimes lots of things lost. I think it basically boils down to it depends. It depends. Because if it was nothing risked, nothing ventured, nothing gained, do you know who'd be out of business very quickly? Oh. Every casino on earth. <laughs> No, you venture things in casinos. That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, as in if people actually followed that advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they, like, because it's a bad business. Yeah, it's true. You'd never venture anything. Why would you? You'd never venture anything. Why would you never venture anything? It's like, so yeah, the advice isn't true. Anyway, um, that's the, the advice. I think, I think, I think you've gone down this hole with me. This thing, it means to the, gain something, you have to venture something. Have I got, have I got the wrong end of the yeah, stick it's here? it's nothing ventured, nothing gained. You didn't risk anything, so you didn't gain anything. That's an ad for a casino, right? <laughs> I thought it was nothing ventured, nothing lost. No, it's nothing ventured, nothing gained. Why did I have it the wrong way? What does that know. say, Dennis, about my personality? That I thought it was nothing ventured, nothing lost. I can tell you right now, Riley, I am very disappointed, but I am not surprised. No, no, you're not surprised. <laughs> you're not surprised, Dennis. It's you're nothing not ventured, nothing gained, mate. Nothing ventured, nothing you got to get the tattoo fixed. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets, yeah, yeah. All right, Rod, we got some real advice questions this week. In contrast we to last week where we just blithered on for 45 minutes, now we can blither on with some which, semblance which of Which people seem to enjoy as a sometimes food. A sometimes food. A sometimes ear food. Do you like this? Do you know, are you familiar with Rhett and Link? No. They are YouTubers that okay. I think you actually quite like. They're very wholesome. They do I, good thought, with like is, I was going to say, is it some obscure Zelda game where, you know... <laughs> no, it's, no. <laughs> no, go on. Um, and they have a podcast, or they used to, I don't have to do anymore, uh, mm. called Ear Biscuits. Which was like biscuits, Ooh. but for your ears. I'd love that. I'd love a good ear biscuit. I'd love now, an ear biscuit. Now, is that a biscuit made of ears? Or, in, in this case, it was made for ears. It's a biscuit for an ear, which would be an hourly inserted biscuit. Yes, but it's not. It's it's an ear. It's not an ear biscuit in the same way that a chocolate biscuit is a chocolate. Yeah, biscuit. the target audience is the ears. The target audience for chocolate biscuits not it's necessarily not chocolate. chocolate. And for all the our American friends listening, we're talking about what an actual biscuit is, not well, the scones that they you call are biscuits. Americans. So they were actually likely talking about savoury scones. <laughs> well, in that case, maybe they're talking about scones with bits of biscuit, bits bits of ears baked into them. That could be the case. Horrifying. Any case, we've burned enough tape on yeah, <laughs> the yeah, free show. We're, we're, we're a little light on content this week, as, as you can tell. Let's launch into um, the questions, Riley. I really like this question, Dennis, and I'm interested to hear your take on it. It comes into us from uh, uh, Dennis. I, uh, I just want to. I just want. I don't want to alarm you here, mm-hmm. but this one was sent in by the Dave. So I know a lot of Dave's. I'm sure you do too. People, it's a very common name. It's a common but name. This, this is the one. This, this is, is actual. Dave? This is the. It's not a Dave. No, it's not and it's Dave. Proto Dave. <laughs> it is the Dave. It's it's the Davest of all Daves, right? Mm. And the Dave asks, "I want to buy a Zendikar Rising booster box." Well, channelfiber.com. That's the place to do it. Oh, oh, Check oh, oh, out oh, code oh, available for pre-order right now. Um, want to buy a booster box for a friend's birthday? Would I be an asshole for keeping the box topper for myself? Do the box toppers only come in the game store versions. I don't know. That no, I don't know. I don't know if it comes actually actually packaged in the box itself. Well, that's uh, the question. If you open your present to take a piece out of it before giving it to your friend, mm. that's bad. Yeah. But so let's let's assume that's not the case because that is so clearly in the grifter camp. So, so if there's like because the, all boxes they come in that like plastic wrap packaging that has the wizard's logo Shrink on it, right? Wrap, yeah. So if the if the boost, if the buyer box promo is inside that no bueno. No bueno. 100%. You're saying absolutely not. Uh, that's not close to me. Okay. Yeah. But right. so in in the world where this is even possible, Mm-mm-mm. Riley, uh, you hand me a gift. You bought me a booster box for my birthday. Let's say, yeah. right? And yeah. you've kept the box topper for yourself, like the Dave here suggested. Mm-hmm. And I take the booster box from you. Yeah. And I go, oh my god, I can't wait to see what the box topper is because I think it's yeah. inside. Yeah. What now? I say, oh no, sorry, I I've got that because it was because oh, it was separate. So weird. I mean, I just really wanted it myself. I mean, I guess you've given me like eighty percent of eighty five percent of a gift. I guess that's still pretty cool, but it's weird. Yeah, but I know it's just like an accurate reflection of like, you know, generally my feelings for you. It's like you know, most of the way there, not all the way. Eighty five percent, eighty five percent of the time, I'm really glad we're friends. Basically, like that's that's kind of that's my mental pathway with this. I thought it's so, just look. I had to like skim a little off the top. You know, like it's got a. What's in it for me is my question. Okay, so it seems like for the day, this is a purely mathematical matter. You should plot out the EV of a box, plot out the EV exactly. of the box topper, and see how those compare with, and like what percentage of the overall box is the box topper, and how yes. what, what, on a scale of zero to one hundred, how much you like the friend you're buying this exactly. for. Exactly. I mean, look, the Dave might be in a situation where he has to scoop out a couple of extra boosters. Like if this friend hasn't been pulling, <laughs> That's true. If, if this friend hasn't been pulling his weight, like yeah, if this the friend box, hasn't little, been pulling little, their little, weight, right? Little, little light. 
Yeah, a little, well, yeah, I had to took, I had to take four out. You know, there was that whole thing. You said we we're going to go to the movies. You bailed. I yeah. needed to lift to the airport. You said no. Like, have you ever seen that horrible thing that some people say they do, where when they arrive at a restaurant, they put five yeah. one dollar bills on the table, and then every time the the waiter makes a mistake or is rude, they take oh, one away and put it that, in the back yeah, of their pocket. I mean, yeah, get, get the fact down. that the five dollar tip is already so low is part of the yeah, issue yeah, there. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Yeah, this reminds me. Um, of um, Dave, I, look, I think you would just be an asshole, honestly. Like definitely, just just give him the just just give him the booze. Like just give him the box topper, and if you want one for yourself, just buy another on channelfold.com. But here's the thing: here's the thing. I don't know if the ones at channelfold.com have the box topper in them already. That's why I'm worried. No, no, but just if you want the box topper that much, buy oh, just buy the separate. card. Yeah, you just buy the card. Do you know what this reminds me of a little bit though? Right, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there'll be like in-store promotion, not just not for CFB, not for anything in particular, but just for like I don't know a record shop or uh, whatever, right? A bike shop. You go in there and they, they say, do, like, I think they do have the box shopper. Okay, that's good. If, if it's like, you know, spend $50 in store and get a free whatever. I right? figured out what I was confused about. The buy a box promo was only from a brick and mortar WPN store. So they don't get the box topper. They do. The buy a box promo is separate. That is the box topper. That's what we're talking about here. No, it's not. No? What's the box topper for, for Zeneca Rising? So the box topper is an expedition of one of the, of the cards in the set. Mythic Pool, Flood oh. Strand. The Biobox promo the, is Aura. Sky yeah, is the, the black, the black. Oh, okay. See, I had them conflated. I thought I they were know. one of the same. This sides. could be a Flooded Strand, Riley. A full art Flooded Strand. Is it inside the wrapping? I don't know. You know how much of a difference this makes for me? It's huge, right? It's so big. Because like, if I go to a bike shop, right? And let's say they're like, I don't know. This is ridiculous. But it's like free helmet with any $100 purchase in this bike shop, right? And let's say I want to go and buy my friend... $100 worth of a bike, which isn't very much. But this metaphor is falling down. But I'm not obliged to give them the bonus that I got for purchasing the other. And, like, this is what I'm saying. If you buy a box and they're like, here's something extra for you for having made this purchase. I, f- I hear something. So there is a, I'm not sure if you have this. There is a, um, a like, perfume and shampoo shop called Molten Brown. I don't know if you have that in the UK. Okay. No. That Nikki on. and I both like and will occasionally go to. And they I'm have this thing sure. where, well, you live in the UK. Well, I'm Australian, but, you know, let's, we don't need to split hairs. Yeah. I mean, if we would, they'd be English hairs. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> let, let's let's not start. Okay, listen, all right. I don't insult you for being Hungarian or Romanian okay, or whatever, all right? right so okay. we don't need to get into it. Go yeah, on. In any case, when you spend 50 euro, 100 euro there, yeah. um, you get the little, like, travel bag with the mini shampoos. In this there. is exactly what I'm talking about. Thank and you for giving me a serviceable I example. would usually keep that when I was buying, if I were buying my mom a Christmas present there, for example. Yes, yes. And, that, and, that, and I was talking about helmets and bikes. Forget all that. Yes, cosmetics, perfect place to talk about it. Yes. Spend $50 in store and get a free soap. Yeah, Whatever, and I, you right? keep the, this is tricky though. And like, you don't have to give your mum that soap. You don't have to. She's not expecting it. She but here's want. the thing: the box topper arguably the best bit. And if it comes inside the box, imagine me buying you a box of celebrations or a box of heroes or something, right? And taking yeah. all the cream egg ones out. Well, that's fine. I don't like the cream eggs, but like, the point stands. I don't like cream eggs. Disgu- you, you disgust me, sir. But and they're not like okay. Can I tell you something, Dennis? You can't, Riley. Our our relationship is strictly professional from here on out. See now, now you've just fallen into the same trap that everyone else that I've told us on this. You're an idiot. This is only upside for you. Oh, because in a cre- it's only it upside for you. demand for cream eggs worldwide. If we are ever together and get offered any number of cream eggs, they are 100 percent yours. If you buy me a birthday present and it comes with a free cream egg, I'm getting that cream egg. Is what you're saying. <laughs> That, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I have no desire. I, I, I tried a cream egg and I was like, this is too sweet. It is very sweet. No it, one is, need, it is, a, no it is one a chocolate egg filled sweet. with literal liquid sugar. There's just too much of it, right? Like I could see a little bit of it being enjoyable, like a bite of a cream egg, but a cream egg is not something that you can have a bite of. No, I suppose it isn't. You can't. You can't have a little bit of a cream egg and then put the rest down for later. No, it does you not. Can't. It does not pack it, repackage well. I don't. I'm, I don't have much of a sweet tooth generally, and cream eggs are just so far over the top. Okay, so the Dave, I think, I think you're basically an asshole no matter what here. But you I can- can't justify why, because in every other situation outside of magic, I guess it's just because the box topper is part of the box. Yes, it's not. It- but then you can buy thirty six boosters for someone. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> is it? It's a little bizarre. Yeah. If I just, if you just give someone like thirty six meal boosters, <laughs> free crack boosters, I'd look just to check. Okay. I, like, yeah, I, I think we're in I did, I, I did genuinely in a meeting today at yeah. channelfireball.com bring up, and Marshall, cover your ears, bring up selling an anti-Marshall booster box that was mm. just all the packs of pre-cracked. 
all the packs of pre-crack. And you get them. You get, you get just the contents. We take the hassle out yeah, of it for yeah. you. Channel 5 was all about reducing hassle. Mm-hmm. You just open it up. You just get a box full of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, before we move on to the next question, right? This, this, I'm going to show my age with this question, Dennis. But here's something that I have personal experience with, right? If you buy a CD from someone... Yeah, I know. This is like, we're talking technology that is, what, what, 10, 15 <laughs> years old? Oh, the olden times, mate. If you bought a CD for someone, ripped it onto your computer, right, so you could put it on your Sony Walkman Discman, and then gave it to them, then put it back in, Jer- in the case like, and Ladies and gentlemen, them. we got them. The SWAT team is busting down the door. Yar-har diddle-dee-dee, Riley. I'm not saying I did this. You're, Maybe a friend did it to me. You don't know. How would you know? And you didn't report them to the thought police immediately? <laughs> <laughs> I better just look up the statute they're, of limitations. They're, not rotting, they're not rotting in a gulag as we speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got away with it. They'll never catch me. Um, what do you think of that? That is ethically fine because piracy is not the same as stealing. It's copying. You yeah. haven't reduced the value of the gift they got. It's legally illegal, I believe, but it's weird. But it's let's let's forget about the, the legal side of it. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah, agreed. Not great. Can I tell you when this actually happened? This didn't happen to me, and I didn't do it to someone. I was at a birthday party where someone gave this brand new album Pre-cracked, right to though, a friend, the Marshall Special, right? It was cracked open, no shrink wrap. And and they gave it to it and they were like, yeah, oh uh, yeah, man, oh, you're gonna love this album. It's great. And they go and it's like, oh, have you already listened to it? I was like, oh yeah, I I I, I burned it on my computer. I've been listening. I like I listened to it last night and stuff. It's so good. And everyone's just like, is that the right? Can, is this is this okay? Like, has, can you do? Can you? The album is now weirdly sullied, and I don't understand why. I feel yeah, like I don't that. I don't understand why. I'm just like it's it's still like the CD still does exactly the same thing. That's interesting. Anyway. It, it, this this is what that that reminded me of. That's um, definitely great. Uh, I mean, I feel decently great about that, which makes me only solidified more if because that makes me feel like that's where the line is, and what the Dave is doing is definitely on the asshole side of that line. Okay, so that is that's sort of here, let's put this around. If I were to buy you a booster box, would you do you think it would be unreasonable for you to expect to get the box up in? Well. Up until now, I didn't realize even what the box what the box topper so was. I guess so for you, it was pretty unlikely you'd be upset, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I don't think I don't know how much it would bother me. You, it, it definitely takes away from the experience if you piece it, it together or find out where they mention it. Does it. I think let's just play it safe by the water, the Dave, and let's just let's just ship that um that but that I box mean, topper. This seems like a problem that's easily solved by buying two boxes. Two boxes, mate, easy. And and where can where can someone buy two boxes? Very competitive rates, Dennis. Right, Riley. All right, next question. <clears throat> Let's see if there are enough uh, opportunities in this question, Dennis, for us to ram through all of our. Uh, uh, this is like this is the worst kind of uh, of product placement. <laughs> it's not even remotely subtle. Anyway, this one comes from Kelsey, <clears throat> and Kelsey asks, "How do you deal with nerves and choking?" Uh, I tend to do well at first, but end up choking once I get to a certain point. Oh, in the tournament. Okay, I thought this was well, no, a different... Well, the, the key here, Kelsey, is to eat your snacks only between rounds and in small measured bites. <laughs> if you're wolfing down the spaghetti carbonara yeah. in the middle of your match, I'm not surprised you're choking, mate. Yeah, chew a little bit more, mate. I mean, come on. What, what was, what what was the number, you're, you're not, no, it's what was take the number you were me. taught as a child was the correct number of chews before swallowing? Wasn't like 50? Yeah, I thought it was like, I was thought it was like 37. It was like a lot. I don't, I don't think, and in my 27 years of life, I don't think I've ever broken double digits on a chew. <laughs> I, no, I tried it. I can't remember what the number was, but someone's like, oh, you're supposed to chew, let's say it was 37 Your food or turns I to slurry. It. It's just mush in your mouth. I mean, I guess that's kind of the intent though, right? Do you know what really annoys me about eating? Huh? Like a lot of things. But one thing that really annoys me about eating is that like you put food in your mouth that tastes really good. And then the first thing you do is swallow it. Why? Yeah. Why can't you just leave it in your mouth? I mean, you can. Why is that unpleasant? Have you ever taken like a, a square of chocolate and just put it in your mouth and let it happen? I was talking to Megan about this, right? So I grew up in a household where sweets were very thin on the ground. Very, very rare, right? So if we had Tim Tams or lollies or anything, it was always one at a time, right? You could never have more than one. And you made it last. Oh, you yeah. nursed it, right? So like if you got a bit of chocolate, you got a lolly, you, you, you sucked it down to the bunch, like you, right down. You were down, Charlie right? Bucket taking nibbles of it. Absolutely, right? Anyway, it was Megan's birthday um, yesterday. Happy birthday, Megan. And she got a bunch of chockies because she's got a huge sweet tooth and all of her, you know, aunts and uncles, whatever else, her grandma, just lots of lots of sweets and lollies. And do you know what she had for the very first time? 
a Ferrero Rocher. They're very nice. She never had one, right? They're good. They're filled, they don't, they're not, filled, with, they're they're filled not, with Nutella. They don't warrant the price tag. Good, but they are were good. Were you aware right? they are filled so with Nutella? So she's like, what do I do with this? I'm like, well, this was life-changing for me. They're filled with Nutella. Yeah. Nutella is called Ferrero Nutella. Yes, it's made by the I same company. I didn't know that for a very long time. Oh, no, okay. So that's a little bit of a mind-blowing situation there. Anyway, so Megan picks up this Ferrero Rocher, like this spiky little ball of chocolate. So what do I do with it? So I'm just pop it in your gob and enjoy Crunch it, it, right? Yeah. Now, you you bite Ferrero Rochers, right? Yeah. I'll get to what I do with Ferrero Rochers in just a moment. Carry on. Okay, this is going to be very interesting. I hope it's PG, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 we're good, we're, we're good. good. PG, <laughs> PG image. Anyway, so I, ch- I pop it in my mouth. I start sucking on it. Megan chomps into it. She's like, oh, there's a nut inside. I'm like, yeah, there's a little nut inside it, right? That. Anyway, then she's like, why do you, how do you not chew on it? I'm like, I don't know. Do you not just, feel an urge to chew done. on it? I think kind of, but not really. Like sometimes I will, but no, normally I just, like, and you get that like wet biscuity thing and then you drink the, basically drink the Nutella out of mm-hmm. it, basically. I know, I know, look, I recognize that uh, eating a Ferrero Rocher like that is very weird. I think I might right? eat mine weirder. Well, uh, but it sounds like you might. But what's this, this brought up a discussion with Megan and I where, we talked about how the fact that, like, when she's got a bag of lollies, she'll just eat them. Like, she'll just chew on them. And we were talking about, like, like just <sighs> enjoy That's it. so Make bad it for your teeth. And she's like, no, I, I enjoy, like, biting into chocolate. I enjoy, like, chomping on this sort of stuff like that. And it just, it, it, it amazed me that you can you can have such different experiences I do appreciate, of the I same. I agree, Megan. I appreciate the voracity of eating. I've just, yeah, but I, I never had that opportunity because, like, of as course. a kid, you, you know, we, we, as I say, lived in a very, like, in a sugar scant, not sugar free, but a, a sugar scant household. And, uh, Dennis, you hear that? Hear that sound? All your real teeth? It's the sound of, uh, a perfectly tuned pair of choppers. I, um, the way um, I eat for a Rocher is Riley. Feeling free. Go ahead. Is outwards in. Okay, Dennis. I have so many questions already. The first of the the first of okay, all right. Um, how my first question, Dennis, for you is how many utensils are you, do you use? No, no, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I'm my your best friend on earth. Don't lie to me. No, no, you don't. Don't lie. What do you use? A scalpel? No. What do you use? Tweezers? High, preci- a su- high a, a precision su- biting. What are you talking about? High precision biting. I eat a Ferrero Rocher. I nibble the top the top layer off until it is just the biscuit ball, and then I crack the biscuit ball open, eat the nut and the delicious Nutella go inside, and then eat the biscuit ball last. Usually, blow it out your ass, Dennis. Don't lie to me. How do you? Eat, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You peel it like an egg. Yeah. <laughs> you peel it <laughs> like you a peel to get to like the egg, like a hard boiled egg to get egg. to the Nutella fruit inside. What do you mean? <laughs> so let me, okay, let me get something straight here. Do you peel off the chocolate or do you eat, off, eat the off the chocolate? chocolate? Okay, that's a little bit better. Because when you said I eat it from the inside out, I'm imagining you peeling it like a mandarin, like an orange, <laughs> and then scooping the flesh. Are the, you the telling me? Are you telling me you eat the Ferrero rind, <laughs> Riley? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> All right. So you you nibble. Okay. This this is a little like more a palatable. Squirrel. This is a little more palatable. You you nibble off the outside. Mm. And then you feast upon the goo yes. within. There's an episode of Seinfeld okay. about something very similar to this. Have you seen this? Where no. George sees someone in a, I think it's in a meeting, eating a Snickers oh. with a knife and fork. Oh. I'm sorry, Dennis. That's all the time we have. My alarm has just gone off. That's very Did you get up at 10.30 in the evening? What's the alarm for? <laughs> Do you know what it is? We got a tangent inside a tangent here. We, we will come back to the, the Kelsey question. Um, no, we did well, a. I'm in the middle of a Seinfeld story, so we're, we're, we're yeah, exactly. We, we're we're three yeah, layers deep on the stack. We had a, um, a we had a, t- a tech check for the Mythic Invitational, <laughs> and I can't completely black out all the the windows in this room, so I don't have 100 percent control over the light in the room. When I did the rehearsal, it was 5 p.m. They wanted a light check when it was fully dark. Right. So, trying to take a photo right. for them. Yes, exactly. So I need to take a photo, and I thought. Dennis and I'll be finished recording by time. <laughs> More for me. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so there's an episode. Yeah, of where you see someone in a board meeting eating a Snickers with a knife and fork as a essentially as a power move, and then he starts doing That's... it like he unwraps it, puts it on a plate. Like knife and forks, okay, and then he yeah. starts doing it. Everybody starts doing it, and it reminded me of this. Yeah, no, that's that, and that was that was imme- that was the that was the ghoulish image that immediately came to my head was you with a knife and fork and and a serviette yeah. and a napkin tucked into your tucked into your thing. Anyway, 
So that's how you know what we've answered the first half of the I question. I feel very that's how bad because Kelsey's questions are very genuine advice questions. Yes, and let's <laughs> let's actually deal with it now uh, properly. All right, so here's here's what he says. <clears throat> How do you deal with nerves and choking? I tend to do well at first, but end up choking once I get to a certain point in the tournament. For example, missing a key piece of information, making a huge misplay, etc. How do you deal with choking? Now, I can't give you a lot of advice when it comes to high-level magic, like choking in situations like that, because there have been so few times that I've ever... Um, that I've ever dealt with that exact situation. But, like, dealing with nerves and choking generally is... I don't know. I find it pretty straightforward. Where, where do you land on this sort of thing? Um, it's hard for me to judge. Um, mm. Most situations I found myself in where I would have where I would have had potential to choke are rehearsed mm. situations when I was doing plays in school, things like right. that. Right. Yep. 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 Um, I think I have choked at like a high level. Uh, I've just misplayed at high level magic because I was nervous, which I guess yes. is just choking. Mm-hmm. But um, I was listening to a, a business podcast a while ago. Um, part of the Storybrand podcast and the guy was talking about an person he was interviewing was a, a semi-professional golfer. Real advice okay. here, Roddy. And they were saying yeah. every time they miss a golf shot... Third hand. No yeah, less. right? I don't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> every <laughs> time they miss a golf shot and yeah. it's most importantly a specifically tilting golf shot, mm-hmm. they will stop and close their eyes and imagine themselves having hit the golf shot correctly. Really? Oh, Yes. Oh, yes, of course. I just closed the window. Sorry, but that's fine. No, no, we're not really at all. That's fine. I got a noise complaint. Oh, <laughs> Dennis got in trouble with the neighbors. <gasps> Dennis is now getting out of his seat to close the window because one of his neighbors told him off. Smart up late. We never anticipated this. Dennis, no. we never anticipated the neighbor noise complaint with Smar up late. No, I had the window open and I was talking. And what I thought was like, I mean, like, you know, okay, the window's closed. I can talk to me now. I couldn't yeah. hear the poor woman because I have my headphones on. <laughs> She's just at the window next to mine. She's like, excuse me, just like whispering out yeah. her window yeah. into mine. Yes. Um, I feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It really can't. I, I, I've noticed that a, a real, like... I don't know what it is about the distance between the British Isles and Australia, mm-hmm. but I've noticed that inhabitants of the British Isles, and I think it's, I think that the Irish have it, have had it imprinted on them by, because of years of impress, uh, <laughs> of oppression from the English. Because sure. the Scottish are exactly the same, not wanting to be a bother. Well, I, I feel very embarrassed and very um, sort of caught, taken aback by a very yes. polite and, frankly, relatively reasonable complaint. Yeah, no, like I'd feel bad about it for sure. But I would be like, oh, geez, sorry, mate. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'd shut the window and that would be it. Uh-huh. Whereas I've noticed that like you like you and other people mm-hmm. who have lived under the boot of the English for, you know, centuries, often have this like, oh, I'm just mortified. I just yeah. this, is, this is my whole day now, you know? It's okay, Dennis. You did the right thing? thing. You shut your window, you apologize. Yes, the golf thing. Right. Um, right. Every time he yeah. hits a golf shot and he misses, especially if it's a particularly tilting golf shot, he will stop and close his eyes and imagine himself doing it correctly. All right. And the idea being that that imprints the correct thing to do to stop you from reinforcing the bad habit that made you miss the shot in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of thing could be used. Now, look, I don't know how, I don't know how big a grinder Kelsey is. I don't know how many high level managers they got in situations they find themselves in. So I don't know mm-hmm. how, you know, plentiful opportunities to do this would be. But right. that kind of attitude of like, and I mean, magic's another interesting, interesting game as well because magic is not a reflex game. It means at any given time, you can take 10 seconds. Yeah, you can stop and be like, is this the right thing to do? Or like, I'm going to collect myself. And if you're in a yeah, high-pressure situation, yeah. taking 10 seconds to collect yourself, I promise you, you will have taken less than 10 seconds. It'll feel like, it, like and Riley, you know this, I'm getting dead air on a broadcast. Three yeah, seconds of dead yeah, air feels yeah, like yeah. 15 minutes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So if, you, if you're in a high-pressure situation, your opponent makes a move, if you sit there and you just count to three, right, you are, you are not, it, it's going to feel like an eternity. Well, it's really not. But... It's really not. It's going to be totally reasonable. So I think that's actually a really good piece of advice. Even if, you know, the visualization thing, fine. That's going to work for some people, maybe not for others. But just the, like, slow it down. Take your time. Missing a key piece of information should be amended by that as well. Making a huge misplay, et cetera, hopefully the same thing. But Mm -hmm. most of those things will come together with practice. Like, I guarantee you, Luis does not get nervous playing at a player's store. No. At least not in the same way you and I would consider the word nervous to mean nervous. Just reps. 
just, just reps, reps. That's I mean that's 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 really going to help. To, One thing that's helped with me, and this is more general advice when it deals. I don't get nervous very much, and I don't worry about choking too much. But I definitely feel pressure. I definitely feel pressure, and there have been some situations where, like, so for example, when I announced the Silver Showcase, I was going to be the first person in my knowledge on a Magic broadcast to say the word Hearthstone, and I was like, wow, that's a I better not stuff this one up, mm. you know. And there have been other situations where I've been on camera. Like, here's a, here's a good one. Whenever there's a DQ at a high level mm, event, you have to read the little and statement. as a commentator, you have to you have to read out right the the head judge statement right without making any mistakes or anything like that. And you think, well, I can't stuff this one up. I'll give you another example, Dennis. When you have to read I out the top eight, gonna, if you were, if you didn't say it, I was gonna. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see the hunger in your eyes, so I thought I'll I'll, 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 uh, pass, I'll jump yeah. the gun here. So. My and I guess Kelsey, as someone who has choked pretty badly, uh, for those of you who have not listened to a previous episode where Dennis <laughs> revealed the fact that I read out the ninth person's name uh, instead of the eighth person name, which was really one of the highlights of my career. Um, How I wish footage of it existed, but anyway, I I think one of the one of the techniques that I use, and this this works well because I I like to think that I'm a very reasonable person. I like to think that I I'm swayed by logic and reason. I talk myself into or out of the headspace that I need to be in by asking myself questions. What's the worst that happens here? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I choke, reasonably speaking, what's the worst that happens here? And, you know, if it's like, oh, I lose my winning and I miss top eight and I don't go to the players too and I don't, you know, what, like, that's pretty mm-hmm. bad, right? But if it's, if there's another situation where it's like, oh, you know, if I, I don't know, flub this line and on a, or if I, if I, mess up this interview or if I and a lot of the time is the worst place the worst the worst case scenario is often I stay where I am yes not always but often the worst case scenario for any given sort of pressure point is I am back where I started which usually isn't too bad and then big big generalizations here Dennis but it's tough and when you're playing high stakes magic and when you want to win and if you sort of bottle it and you're going to spend a lot of time kicking yourself but ultimately you know as the saying goes nothing ventured <laughs> nothing lost and so <laughs> i actually do now see yes. why it makes sense to be not, nothing ventured nothing gained but that, that kind of is what it is right gibson cat writes and riley and asks so i've got an am i the magical asshole for everyone sorry if it's been covered before i'm sure we all agree that roping and or spamming emotes on arena are both totally unacceptable bm and i 100 mm-hmm. agree well 99% agree. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I consider myself mm-hmm. a very even-tempered and good-natured person. Mm, always the opening salvo as soon as that says something completely reasonable, Riley. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Oh, boy. But the one thing that just gets under my skin is an early GG on Arena, or anywhere, really. Especially if I still have a draw step left or I'm not dead on board. In that instance, in that instance only, I've been known to give in to my base instincts and rope or spam emotes because it's the only recourse left to me, and I have been wronged. Have I become that which I despise? Have I allowed the hate to consume me? <laughs> have I been the magical asshole all along? I must know. Gibson Cat, we'll address your actual, the media question and the ethics of it in just a moment. But this, Oh, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you about to address something with the way the question was written? Not quite. Possibly, okay. why? Right. Because I was going to draw attention to the fact that this... Um, there's double spaces at the end of every sentence, which I don't know why some people do this. I don't understand. <laughs> that is not what I, I was going to draw attention. To. Okay, because there, because all of the things is like so. So uh, you know, it's okay. I know, I know, hundred percent agree. Space, space. Well, ninety nine percent agree. Space, space. Now I consider, and I just, I can't like because some people do some this. People, I, I think that's an old secretarial thing. thing, like a legal. I don't know what it is. I, I don't. I have but no it's definitely for it. Anyway, fashion. that's not that's not what you were going to. What I want to, for, so. what I wanted to touch on was the last thing Gibson Cat says, which was, "Have I become that which I despise? Have I allowed the hate to consume me?" Have I been the magical mm. asshole all along? And the sad truth of the universe, when you you peer into the eye of the storm and see yourself reflected in a Gibson cat, is that yeah. everyone has a little bit of magical asshole in them. Yeah. When you sti- when you when you peer into that brown eye of the storm, Dennis, you <laughs> and it, the truth and it winks right back at you. <laughs> and it winks right back at you, my friend. Yep, exactly. You'd probably get that seen to by a doctor. Um, can I tell you something, Dennis? You can. This question could have been written by me. I mean, surely you I must am, know the two wrongs don't make a right. I know. I I, I am exactly. I, I have to say, I don't rope people out of spite. But if someone gives me an early GG, if anyone's watching my stream will, will have seen this, right? If I get an early GG. You're done. I mean, usually I'm pretty laid back with magic. He's like, ah, whatever, I'll just concede. But nah, fight to the last man. As soon as I get the early GG, I, it, it galvanizes me and makes me want to win so much more, right? 
And I'll call it out. Like, I'll call it out and say, look at this person making a turkey themselves live in front of, you know, 300 people or whoever, you know, however many are watching me. Um, and I can't, I just, I can't stand it. Do you know, it's the equivalent. The early GG Dennis is the equivalent. Like, we have moved away from paper magic to digital magic, right? It is now how high level competitive magic is played. For the, at least for the foreseeable future, yeah. I wouldn't go to an FNM and sit down against someone I didn't know, right? And on turn four, when I'm clearly ahead, I've got Questing Beast, I've got your vote, you know, t- attacking them for lethal. I'm not going to go, he's got no way to get out of this, are you? Good game, mate. Good game. Oh, you're going to drop. Why don't you just concede? It, what it is, honestly, the early GG is the equivalent of extending the winner's handshake before the game is over, before your opponent's on zero, before they've drawn their last card, and it's just not on. No, it's not great. It's not. It's not. Now, it's not on. I mean, is it justifiable to fight fire with fire, though? Dennis, sometimes the hate consumes you. Sometimes the rage. That doesn't mean what you did wasn't an asshole move. If anything, it confirms Mm. that it is. I don't like to have... I don't want to be reasoned with like this, Dennis. But it's true. Uh, It probably is, though, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like... You know what? I I don't know who... this, uh, This quote often gets attributed to Abraham Lincoln, and I'm sure it's not, right? Of course. But the 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 quote is never never argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Right? <laughs> That's a funny quote. Um, and this is an area where I'm actually kind of happy to be dragged down to the level because it's like, no, you set the rules of engagement here. I'm I'm just going to behave like a brainless troglodyte. Are like you, you so? Are you afraid of who you become when you get early GG'd? Okay, to to really like part the curtain a little bit. It's also good entertainment. Right, well, like, that's people whatever. On the stream that's enjoy fine. watching it. But so that 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 like that kind of comes into it. But no, it it does it 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 irks me. It irks me, and it does it provokes what I would what I probably in fairness have to describe as an, an unreasonable response. Andy, yeah. whatever. Andy, what I call you, Andy, just now. Andy, weird. Dennis, are you doing another? Sorry, are you doing another podcast? <laughs> At the same time, Andy? Andy, hang on a sec. Uh, no, I'm not. Why? <laughs> Do we have to talk about this? No. Are you, who's Andy? I was going to say Abraham. Show me a message. I was going to s- open up your emails. <laughs> what? Show, show me your Google Calendar. <laughs> what are the what are the podcast what are the podcast I recording you Andy times? You I was about to, to say Abraham, and then Riley ends in Lee. In so I, I went. Uh, you know, did you ever do that? So you went from Abraham Riley to Andy. So instead of you could have gone Abley. Abley, Abley. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but okay. I said Abraham Lincoln be down. Riley is what I was going to say. I have a better quote for you. Okay, go on. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate mm. leads to suffering. Yeah. Thomas Edison. <laughs> and wiser words, wiser words were never, were never spoken. spoken. Yeah, yeah. So we must resist the dark side. You must. Madness that way we lies. Must. Yeah. All right, Gibson Cat. It looks like both you and I have some. Uh, Look, I understand the road. The road to assholery is paved with paved with good intentions, Riley. I don't think that's true. No, it's probably not, is it? It's not true at all. The road to assholery in this situation is paved with, with the burning petty, petty vengeance. Well, <laughs> petty right, vengeance, we're gonna exactly. we're gonna talk a little bit in the post show again. I, I guess is what you would call it about oh, yes. the cycle of revenge. All right, should we get to it, Dennis? Let's get to it. Abandoning all pretense, all pretense now. It's time for Charis. Yeah, abandoning all all charade of this being a secret portion of the show. It's not a secret podcast no. anymore. It's a very uh, open. It's an open secret podcast. Um, talking about the video games we've been playing, and Dennis, we've got uh, we've got a lot. We, it's, it's actually going to be a bigger Charizard. You y- 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 soaked here. up some time for a while, but we're back. We're back, and um, this one's going to be a, be a bit of a longer one. And we're going to kick things off with Dennis, the game that you've been yes. playing recently, which you are overflowing with. It's baseball. fantastic. I have been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. Whoa, whoa, hang on, one second. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I know. I, I blasted through Tony Hawk's Amateur Skater, and yeah. then after that, took on Tony Hawk's Novice Skater, Tony Hawk's Intermediate yeah. Skater. A little bit of a challenge. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, though. Yeah. Ooh, they pay you to play the game. No, <laughs> that's definitely yeah, not true. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. No, you have to pay to play the game. I think it's like forty bucks. Um, mm. If you played Tony Hawk back in the day, if you mm-hmm. want a really expensive, decent ska album. This is the way to go, man. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. I'm not sure, like, pixel to pixel, uh, voxel to voxel, how faithful the recreation of it is, of Tony Hawk's 1 and mm. 2, but I can tell you it feels exactly the same. What's the mouth feel? Yeah, that's the, what I was going to ask. It yeah. feels the hangar, the warehouse, school, school yep. 2, all the 
all the hits. And it's all the hits. Speaking of all the hits, it's got all, all, all the songs you care about, dude. So here I and am. Superman. Superman is in oh. there. Blood Brothers is in there. It's all there, yeah. dude. And it plays yeah. great. It's fantastic. Good bit of fun. They don't make, people don't make arcadey games like that anymore. Still two minute runs. Still get all the goals in that time. It's per. Oh, yeah, it's really? A, it's it's a, not just open world no. sandbox million side quests. Two wow. minute runs. Very, very true to form. It's literally, it, it is how I remember Tony Express Gator 1 and 2 being and how I know they are not if I were to go back and play them. But this is the thing, right? Every now and again, I'm like, I should replay Morrowind. You shouldn't. <laughs> and then I open up and I'm like, I shouldn't play Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Because in your head, it's this like beautiful Sprawling vista landscape, of, yeah. sprawl, exactly like that. And you open up and like the draw distance is a meter. <laughs> There are like ten recorded voice lines. Everything's boxy as all hell, right? It's and, and the combat system is garbage. But it was this game that captured my imagination as a teenager and just hasn't aged that's well. What, and that's it's the same with every old game. And I didn't consider myself a particularly passionate Thippus player. You know, I played mm. Tony Express Gear One, Two, probably Four. I don't think I actually played Three. I played some Underground, but like there were never games mm. I was passionate mm. about, and I didn't skateboard in real life. No. Um, but the nostalgia of me being like, oh yeah. That's how you yeah. get to there and getting to the hangar and being like, oh, if I grind on the helicopter flies away and that unlocks the outside bit and it's all there, it all works the same. Yeah, I that's good. They, they haven't can't recommend it, it enough. And like, even to you, I recommend you play it and stream it. I think it'd be a great game. Well, because you asked me heading into this podcast, you were like, have you played it? I'm like, well, I'll, I'll save it because I want to talk about it on the show. Now you asked me, if you, did you play one and two? I did not. Oh. I played three and four because I didn't have, I didn't have a console right, until- PS1 games. And I, I had an Xbox, right? But I did play. I play. Well, I an Xbox is now just a PS2, but that's by the way. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because they were at PS1. They were, they were at mm-hmm. PS1, right? Now, my friend Zach had a PlayStation, right? And it was a very rare treat for me to be able to go to, over to his place and be able to play on that on said PlayStation. Family friends, uh, the Fitzpatrick's also has one. Jeremy Fitzpatrick. He the also full had names one. He every had, time, had... just doxing people. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't do Zach's because I can't remember his last name. It was Double Barreled, um, and it was Gordon Brown, Prime Minister. No, that was the name of an old the UK <laughs> Prime Minister. Okay, it's not Ephron because that's the next one that's coming. Because that was an. I didn't go to. Uh, what was his? It doesn't. Really I would matter. say it doesn't matter at all. Not even it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> anyway, Zach, if you're listening, mate. What's your name? Thanks for. <laughs> Like, no, but, like, also, thanks for putting up with me at that age, because I was just the worst, and, like, thank you for being nice to me, because Zach was really cool, and all the girls liked him, and he, like, let me, he, like, would get, he would let me sit with him, because we were mates, like, when all the girls were hanging out with him at, at lunchtime, and he'd, like, is oh, right, come and hang out, and it was just, it was just so, like, his heart, he was so kind, he was such a kind person, because I was a huge nerd, and, like, I was, when I was 14, I had no idea how to talk to, I mean, just people, let alone girls, he, like, actually took me under the wing, and he, and, you know, then I, would like do his homework for him but that's not the point like it was a very <laughs> anyway he had a playstation one and um i remember yeah sitting and playing like that at his house and it, it was one of those sort of cultural awakenings if that makes sense you know what i mean like, i would love to see you functionally blind play tony express get a one and, and it wouldn't it would actually be a little bit better because there would be small things that i'd remember the perfect amount yeah so it would be interesting to it'd be interesting and it's to cheap it, but, i recommend it i've almost i've almost 100 it one of those games that that really gets in, like it really gets you. It sounds like it, even it, like it just takes you back to that that yeah, time. I feel I feel like a child again. Yeah, like, how, and that's ma- like that's magic. It's the, really magical, and I think that's something I that do our- the blunt side on the awning. Do I have to Google how to do a blunt side? <laughs> it's not in the tricks menu. And for I, listening, it's down down triangle. I don't know why they do it like that. It's so. It's something that I hope that you know our generation, as they grow up and as we have kids and that sort of stuff, we realize that like the experiences that you have with video games when i go back and play pokemon it immediately takes me back right Mm -hmm. like it's just it's such a it's culture it is and i think but like tony express here like i said wasn't a big part of my life and i wasn't passionate about it and i think part of why it takes me back so effectively is they do not make games like that anymore yeah that's true they still make pokemon games and boy are they the same Mm. as they were in blue and red honestly Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, they still make open adventure games. They're still like, like you know, playing you know, GoldenEye or any other of those James Bond games or an old Ben Lawner game. Or like, it's, um, you know, pretty uh, different. It's fundamentally uh, the same Star Wars, loop. any of the Carl Katarn series, Jedi Knight, yeah. Jedi Archives, yeah. anything like those that. Those kind yeah. of games, that gameplay loop still exists. The arcadey skating game, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really, yeah, it's 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 it's. I don't know. I just like I think my parents think thought that I wasted all my time playing video games, and now video games make up like most of my cultural consumption, and it is. 
it's worthy. It's so worthy. So on a real scale from zero to ten, not one of those fake scales where everything exists between seven and nine. Yes. Yeah. On a real zero to ten scale, I think this game is a, a really solid eight and a half or nine out of ten. And and that scale goes down to like the twos and actual the, twos and ones yeah, and zeros. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. I like and like, it's not that anything about the game is particularly amazingly standouting. It's not amazing. It's just a. It's actually like a well made game. It's very tight, but like I can't think of anything wrong with it at all. You can't think of anything that could have improved. There's nothing. There is nothing I dislike about it. That's that's. I mean, then yeah, then uh, that's amazing. That's that's it, yeah. I, it it sounds it sounds like anyone who has even the slightest interest in Thippus should be getting it and playing it. Yeah, it's a good game. I would. Hire, I wish I had a code for it. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dennis, I've been playing, and I have Ooh, finally the tone, finished the tone, the tonal the tonal one eighty. Yes, very much so. We're going to do a one eighty pop shove it here into talking about the last of us 2 so needless to say huge spoil like we're just going to talk about it assuming yeah, spoiler cast if you have so not finished is- or or if you've not finished and care about hearing about the ending of the last of us part two thank you thank you for listen- listening yeah, thank you for listening channelfob.com yeah absolutely there it is <laughs> all right they're all gone it's one of the best games i've ever played and it's not close it's, I agree. It is one of the best games that has ever been made. It we is, live in an amazing time for video games. If if anyone ever argues that video video games can't be art, mm-hmm. and then they reject Last of Us one and two, you don't have to take their opinion seriously, <laughs> because the, these games are better written, better produced, better put together. They are better than most television programs and most films. And people who will sit there and, and consume garbage films and garbage TV content. If they dismiss this, they're off their trolleys and you don't have to listen to them because it is a masterpiece. I have friends who consume garbage content genuinely. Like they Mm. like bad things. Yes. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. And they are the kind of friends I have who would not have liked The Last of Us Part 2. The tricky thing here is The Last of Us 1 is such a unique game. Um, I mean, okay, well, (laughs) gameplay and engine speaking, it's pretty close to Uncharted. Yes. But without any of the platforming. But in terms of what it does for the story, the characterization, the sort of the ludo narrative like mm. connection between how you play and the feeling of desperation you get because you only have three or four bullets mm. mirroring like how like humanity is like trying to scramble and survive and the meaningful decisions you have, like you feel like you have to make even if you don't really actually have any agency yeah, there's no there's like, no real decision making but yeah but that's fine though um but it's not in film either it's not in media no. it's not on tv so and that is unparalleled and yes. when it came out, I felt like there was really nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And now The Last of Us Part 2 is at a serious advantage because it has The Last of Us Part 1 to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think The Last of Us Part 1, as a result of that, like the way it being the first one, feels better to me in my brain. I agree. But I think objectively, yep. technically speaking, gameplay speaking, probably even narratively speaking, 2 is a better game. It is, I agree with everything you're saying except for narratively speaking. That's the I part found, I felt stretching on too. I found part of The Last of Us Part 1 to be more resonant. I found it really, it was very, mm-hmm. it really was resonant. And there were, at every point in the, it affected me at every point in the game. I was like, like it just, it just kept, it just kept kicking my ass, right? This game. Every time something happened, there was a new twist and turn. I, I just, I, I, I was left feeling like I need to lie down, right? And I think Part 2 got, they hit a lot of the right notes with that. Right, there were a lot of there were there were a lot of things, and it subverted a lot of expectations really nicely as well in mm-hmm. ways that I thought were it was not, it weren't like wasn't really shoehorned into it. Um, so so when you start playing as Abby, right, I didn't expect that, and I didn't see that coming, right, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, this is really interesting. Because I hate this person, I don't want to mm-hmm. play as them, and I don't want to empathize. And I can see what the game was doing. Like when the when you start doing that, she's she's going around doing all these things. Like I see what you're doing. You're trying to make me like her, and I don't want to like her because she killed Joel, right? And then it, it it kind of opens up the story from both sides, and it, it did it really cleverly, and in a way that I just couldn't really. It it just makes you see that it, like there's no there's no good guy, you know. It's a, it's a sea of grey. It's a sea of grey. We're all uh, rooting for Ellie, right? I agree with you. I think the pacing of the game is a little off. I think it's a little Agreed. bit too long. And I think the yep. middle section, specifically the parts where you play as Abby in the middle section, days two mm-hmm. and three in Seattle or whatever. And part of that with me personally felt like a frustration because I knew I was playing day two and I'd already played day three as Ellie. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, I know they're not going to meet in this bit. Yes, because it would have yeah. already happened. So nothing it, super meaningful is going to happen to the characters that I care about. Exactly. And there were a couple of moments that I can identify <coughs> that, that kind of turned me off a little bit. Like when Abby fights to get the aquarium, sleeps with Owen, and wakes up and goes, oh, I've got to go back and rescue those yeah, kids. Yeah, I was like, why is this in Like, the game? why? 
This guy's who cares? Why? But why, not even why that. Like, why, you, why are you? Why are you making me backtrack? Why do you all of a sudden care about these people? And you know, they kind of try to explain that and say, well, you know, this is this is the point at which she she this starts to evolving, change, yeah. and start to evolve. And I wasn't a hundred percent convinced by that, but I think that like Abby as a character and Abby's backstory, like first of all, the the criticism of this game is oh, so wild, wildly unfounded. And it's difficult because it, it kind of makes it, you know, it kind of makes this binary thing. Like, I think this game's great. It's not flawless, but I think it's great, mm. right? It's funny because I can't, like, I want I want to criticize the character of Abby in the same way that I want to criticize the character. Like, for, like Joel's a monster, mm-hmm. right? And you can't, there, there's nuance to that, right? And I want He's to, at worst a monster. At best, he is a little bit deluded and very selfish. A little bit. <laughs> but I want to, I want to, if, if you want to be, if you want to be, like, critical in a literary sense of, of abby's character immediately you get put in the garbage can of whichever reddit is the one that hates abby i can't remember mm-hmm. the two subreddits one is sane and one isn't um but you know her journey of redemption is a little a little ham-fisted it's i don't know clumsy she's, she's she it's clumsy she was in the right and she's never like, in you, the wrong. Like you say that and i agree with you that's almost objectively true but even with their ham-fisted journey people are still yeah. like i hate her she killed joel and oh it's ridiculous it's so ridiculous like the criticism there i was saying these before we started the show all the all the 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 gotcha moments mm-hmm. of, of where, where abby's like you know when yara turns and says, oh is it lev one of them says um why are you helping us and she goes because i care about people who saved my life and it was like oh Joel saved her life from the infected at the beginning and she didn't care about that. It's like, yeah, she's grown. Yeah, that's the purpose of yeah. the game. That's the, that's exactly why that line is there. You didn't you didn't catch out Neil. He wrote that in there because it's She she feels an obligation to self reflect because yeah. even though she loves Owen and even though she goes and sleeps with Owen, Owen is still leaving to go be with Mel. Yeah. Because and, well, not, and and she well not that she like you know, after she went and played a round of golf with Joel, she realized that didn't that didn't fix anything. I need golf. to be a better person. I need to do something. Yeah, I need the, to do something the, that actually matters. Good. You can see her disillusionment with the WL. If you can see how Owen, like when you compare how she was at the aquarium the first time when they were younger, and how gung ho she was. No, we got to get to training. We got to get to training. Right. Like, and the reason that she gets herself absolutely stacked is so that she can like kill the man who killed her father. And you can see that that seed that Owen represents. Owen represents the. What's the point? I don't care about Seattle. I don't care about the wolves. I don't care about the scars. Yeah. Why am I here? She's, she's, he represents that. She's operating on the assumption that once she kills Joel, everything will be fine and it'll make her happy. And she doesn't. It doesn't. And she doesn't. And in, in that in that time, we see her transformation. There's the scene of the aquarium in winter where she's like, it's a lead. I've got to follow it through. And Owen's like, you're an idiot. And then she gets back and she realizes, here I am. Mm-hmm. Why have I done this? I've spent, I've burnt five years of my life, four years of my life, whatever it is burning up with hatred for this man and killing him has not done nothing for me so it did make sense to me when i thought about it eventually it's like okay well this is what she's trying to make it do. but it just it was like why why these two random people like what about her friends in the in the wlf you know what about going back and with nora and the and whole trying to make thing with, with the Mel scars and, and well, i thought lev and um yara's story itself was interesting enough the whole like faction war between the scars and the wolves i did not oh, think it, i needed you know what it reminded me of huh. it reminded me of skyrim yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't really care about this. I don't care about this conflict. I don't. I don't have any skin in the game. Yeah, they were cool design though. The scars. Yes, like Native yeah. American I mean, that, inspired that, and the whistling and stuff. But the the world that you kind of, I thought it was actually more interesting with Ellie, because with Ellie she's kind of caught between the two, mm-hmm. you know, and you know you you actually connect more. I think it's fair to say that you connect more with Ellie while playing. Well, I mean, Ellie has a leg up of a whole game of leader, and, and that's and that's why. But also, when you're in Seattle, you know, you're a stranger there. You don't know what's going on. There's this turf. That's true. She has with. no life there. But when you're when you're in as Abby, you're undergoing a normal day in her life, which she's presumably already done thousands of times, which is already entrenched. Exactly right. So it's it's a little it's a little less. But look, I still think like this is you know this is moving the needle down from a near perfect game to a nearly near part of the game, game that I didn't really like, and it as it's what we're talking about is was. The actual thing itself was fine. The bit where, like, you storm the Scar Island. Okay, yeah, as what? When you go back for Lev? Yeah, when you go back for their mother. Oh, yeah. While the yeah, wolves yeah, are attacking yeah. the island. I was like, why yeah. is this in the game? What, yeah, what is this? What, like, cause it did, because, again, you don't have skin in the game. Is it just like, oh, the horror of war? Is that what it is? Kind of. And, like, you see the space needle. To- it's kind of cool. I was wondering where that was. <laughs> I really was wondering where you that get, was. You get one little uh, one little view of that, yeah, in Queen Anne. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, like the back, 
It's not the back third because it's, but it's that bit. It's like it's basically Abby's day two and three. Which just don't. They just um, fifty to seventy five percent. That section of the game, yes. I think. Yeah, but then the, it comes back to the to the last bit. Abby, you know, when the, when the timelines rejoin and Abby is that that boss fight against Ellie, I think is I think it's great. Really cool. It was a cool. That, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It had some very cool subversions. It made me feel viscerally uncomfortable watching the two women fight. I hated it. I hated it because I wanted both of them to just sit there and talk. And it and, and I think the game You do eventually get that, basically. Well not really. What, right at the end? Well, kinda. They don't talk. They don't talk, but they give up. They give up, but they I just I like honestly, I think if they just sat there and I, I know this is kind of a like this is gonna sound like a bit, but honestly, if they just sat there and they talked about what happened. And they talked about why they t- like, I, I mean just, I understand there's some like there's some there's some Cross conversation in some media where it's frustrating that like a few people just talked about this, this would not be a problem. They are yeah. so consumed with their hate and revenge, and I mean it's yeah. it's the whole thesis of the game that I don't think that's ever on the table until. It's just funny how Abby lets go of it and, and Ellie can't at the end. Well, I mean Abby, Abby's, Abby, like, Abby, gonna, Abby's had six years. Ellie has six weeks. That's a good point. I didn't think about Ellie that. goes yeah. through exactly Abby's the same journey. Point. Yeah, and Abby is just at a point where she's like, I, I have to like, I need to get out of this. She's realized that she's been, you know, she's been captured by the Californian slavers and whatever. And she's yeah, and like, she's emaciated, like, yeah, like, and she's like, I don't want to do this. Ellie does. Can't, Ellie can't learn that revenge will take everything from her until it has already done that. Yeah, and I think. I well, I think she's. I mean, that that's kind of represented the final scene of the game, right, where she leaves the guitar behind, which annoyed me so much. By the way, put it back in the case. Put it back in the case, mate. The first rainstorm that comes through that guitar's buggered. Mm-hmm. Put it back in the case. Leave it for the next person. Unbelievable. Anyway, um. But it is a great shame that Ellie became Joel. Yeah. It's a great shame. It really is. She couldn't let go. And to she couldn't yeah. for, for most for most of The Last of Us One, the fact that Joel couldn't let go is that is his arc. Because he doesn't want the Can't let go of Sarah. Can't let, let go, go can't let go of Tess when Tess dies. No, but but, but what I'm saying is he no no, you, you misunderstand. He doesn't want the burden. Yes. His point is he does let go too easily. He's like, I don't care about this kid. I don't want anything to do with him. Or her, sorry. I don't want anything to do, I don't want anything to do with this kid. I don't want anything to do with this situation, right? And then he gets to the point in Salt Lake where it's like he now he can't let go to the point that he's murdering doctors. Mm-hmm. And Ellie has the same thing, right? She's like, I can't let go. I'm going to go back to Seattle. I'm going to leave a trail of bodies in my wake. I'm going to get vengeance for Joel. And you're like, good on you. You're doing the right thing. You know, you're backing up this bloke who who was a, like a father to you, and then you learn more about the ins and outs of their relationship, whatever else. And the fact that she she does to begin with let go, she goes back to the farmstead with Dina, and you're like, man, she got that out. part felt unreasonable to me. Like you talked earlier about why can't they just talk it out? When Tommy comes and is like, I got a lead on her, we got to go get her. I was like, yeah, I was like Ellie, this is this is so unreasonable. And when Ellie did what she did and left the farmstead, this is what I'm saying. That's when she becomes Joel. She can't. That's that's her mm. murdering the doctors because she she leaves the farmhouse because she can't let go of something that is now unhealthy for and her. She, I mean, she makes the same realization that um, Abby does just a couple of seconds earlier. Abby realizes after killing Joel that doesn't make her happy, and Ellie realizes mm. before she kills Abby that it won't make her happy. Yeah, which is yeah, <laughs> a little a little more compelling, I suppose, when you think about it like that. But if this were a book. When this becomes a TV show, people will be raving Mm -hmm. about it. They'll be raving because it is such a masterfully crafted story. Delivery could be tightened up. Just, I mean, the game should just be shorter, straight up. The game, the game should just be shorter. And like the fetch quest to the hospital, like that felt so pointless. It felt so. And it's a long game. It does not need the padding. It doesn't need the padding. And, you know, the like fighting through the hotel, I'm just like, come on, get on with it, right? And then when Yara dies, he's like, oh, cool, excellent. I'm glad I fell off a crane. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, 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 the characters, the arcs that they go through, I think I, I, the delivery of it wasn't perfect, but the story itself I think is, is really, you know, the parallels, the callbacks. And I think the, it, is, it is a message and a story that can only be delivered through a video game, as, to be honest. Like I think playing as Abby forces you to empathize into her with her in a way that watching Abby would not. Actually, that's very true. You know, the the, po- the point that I felt the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. was when you're playing as Abby beating up Ellie in the theater. Mm-hmm. I felt that I felt that so visceral. And you, but like, you would not get that this. watching Abby beating her up because you're still you're, and you're still thing, placing you yourself go, in Ellie in that scenario. 
and you can just go boo boo abby boo right whereas in that situation you've been with abby for so long you've 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 been with her for the trials and tribulations. You've seen her lose her father. You've seen all that sort of stuff, the nightmare she's having, whatever else. And then you're the one who has to press X to, you know, punch her. In in movies and in books and in plays, villains get plenty of screen time, but they don't get play time in video games. And the connection you have playing a character is very different to the connection you can form observing a character. And I think so. I think it is a story that is uniquely powerful when told through the medium of a video game. I thought it was really good. Me too. You should buy Um, it. It's it's good to play. You should stream it. Um, I thought it was really good. One final gripe I had, mm-hmm. very very minor. It did really annoy me, and like I, I the, the symbolism. Oh, I, guess I know what you're going to say. Ugh. Yeah, the the guitar. Just learn to play the other way. Just flip it over and play it left-handed, mate. Like you'll, it'll take you a couple of months to relearn it, but it's not the end of the world. I understand this big sweeping end. It's like, oh, you know, she lost everything. Her her Joel taught her to play the guitar that's her that's her last connection to him whatever else and now she can't even play the guitar because she lost her fingers just flip it over just flip it over you only need two fingers to hold a plectrum you'll be fine everyone thank you for listening to this extra long episode of scraping river i've been dennis this has been riley we've been chatting relaxing maxing all cool shooting some b-ball outside of the pool and uh the yeah, pool. And we've recorded an unusually long episode of Char's Army River. Is it unusually long? How long is that? Like s- it's an hour. No, way more. No, it's an I mean, hour. Of, you of had Charizard to specifically through. though. Oh, Charizard was definitely longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all yeah. for joining us. We'll be yeah. back next week. Please do send in your questions, queries, and quandaries into the Discord and on Twitter, shopchanfive.com, listen to Joe and Karud, and we'll stay fresh, cheese guys. <laughs>